The question I'm most often asked is always easy enough to answer. Question, how did you get started as a writer? Answer, funnily enough, by asking someone almost exactly that very same question, which I was only able to ask in the first place by a dose of extraordinarily good luck. I had better explain. My good luck was, of course, someone else's rotten luck. It is often that way, I find. The phone call sounded distraught. It came on a Sunday evening. I'd only been working on the paper for three weeks. I was a cub reporter. This, my first paid job. Leslie! It was my boss, Chief Arts Correspondent Merrill Monckton, a lady not to be messed with. She did not waste time with niceties. She never did. Listen, Leslie, I have a problem. I was due to go to Venice tomorrow to interview Paolo Levi. Paolo Levi? The violinist? Is there any other Paolo Levi? Now look, Leslie, I've had an accident, a skiing accident, and I'm stuck in hospital in Switzerland. You'll have to go to Venice instead of me. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Three weeks into the job, and I'd be interviewing the great Paolo Levi, and in Venice. Talk about her accident, I told myself. Sound concerned, sound very concerned. Um, how did it happen, I ask? Uh, the skiing accident, I mean. Skiing? If there's one thing I can't abide, Leslie, it's people feeling sorry for me. Sorry. I would postpone it if I could, Leslie but I just don't dare. It's taken me more than a year to persuade him to do it. It'll be his first interview in years. And even then, I had to agree not to ask him the Mozart question. Is that clear? If you do, he'll like us not cancel the whole interview. He's done it before. We're really lucky to get him, Leslie. I only wish I could be there to do it myself. But you will have to do... The Mozart question, I asked rather tentatively. The silence at the end of the phone was long. You mean to say you don't know about Paolo Levi and the Mozart question? Where have you been, girl? Don't you know anything at all about Paolo Levi? I suddenly felt I might lose the opportunity altogether if I did not sound immediately informed, and well-informed too. Well, um, he would have been born sometime in the mid-1950s, I began. He must be about 50 by now. Exactly 50 in two weeks' time, Merrill Monckton interrupted wearily. His London concert is his 50th birthday. That's the whole point of the interview. Go on. I rattled off all I knew. Child prodigy and genius like Yehudi Menuhin played his first major concert when he was 13, probably best known for his playing of Bach and Vivaldi. Like Menuhin, he often played with Grappelli, equally at home with jazz or Scottish fiddle music or Beethoven, has played in practically every major concert hall in the world, 
in front of presidents and kings and queens. I heard him at the Royal Festival Hall in London five years ago, I think. He was playing Beethoven's violin concerto. He was wonderful. Doesn't like applause, never waits for applause, doesn't believe in it, apparently. The night I saw him, he just walked off the stage and didn't come back. He thinks that it's the music that should be applauded, if anything, perhaps the composer, but certainly not the musician. Says that the silence after the performance is part of the music and should not be interrupted. Doesn't record either. Believes music should be live, not canned. Protects his privacy fiercely. Solitary, reticent, lives alone in Venice, where he was born. Just about the most famous musician on the whole planet and the most famous Leslie. But he hates obsequiousness. He likes to be talked to straight, so no bowing or scraping, no wide-eyed wonder, and no nerves. Can you do that? Yes, Merrill, I replied, knowing only too well that I would have the greatest difficulty even finding my voice in front of the great man. And whatever you do, stick to the music. He'll talk till the cows come home about music and composers, but no personal stuff. And above all, keep off the Mozart question. <laughs>